This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. 38,000 Italian white Alba truffles or cash in the bank? You decide. MyMac Podcast 329. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome to this week's MyMac.com podcast. Uh, as usual, it's myself, and I believe on the other end of the line is Guy. Guy, you there? Well, so far. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's that's a, that's an excellent start. That's all I yeah, can say. Yeah, well, we, uh, we, we, we keep having <laughs> issues before we, we uh, actually start the podcast, and it's, and it's almost always my fault. Uh, I went ahead and got the, the new version of... Um, uh, wiretap anywhere, and I figured, oh well, the new version. I won't have to do anything other than just buy it and, and get it started. Well, no, <laughs> we 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 had to spend um, a little bit of time doing uh, some pre work to to make sure everything was going to work. But yeah, it's not too bad. It wasn't too bad. I mean, what what's a couple of hours between friends? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as compared to uh, to <laughs> some of the bad. issues we've had, no, no, this this isn't that bad at all. How are you doing tonight, Gaz? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really well, and I'm I'm quite surprised actually because you put something in the notes about Christmas and New Year, and oh, I've, I've, yeah. what's he going on about? I mean, you know, that's that's it's gone. That's yeah. You know, well, I just realized ago. I just realized uh, a couple days ago as I was listening back to um, one of the shows, and it was like you know, Gaz asked me, he was, "Well, how was your Christmas and how was your New Year's?" and and I usually went into some long winded <laughs> explanation of, of what I was doing, and then I realized, you know, I never asked you how your Christmas and New Year's was. It was awful. It was what happened. <laughs> No, it was good. It was good. It's good. <laughs> I, I should have. I should have come up with something like yeah. Well, in fact, except for the house burning down and you know the, yeah. the wife throwing yeah. me out into the street. You know, other yeah. than that, everything was just wonderful. <laughs> now this is oh, this is the last show that you and I are going to do together before MacWorld the, the MacWorld Expo 2011, which is coming up. On um, January twenty sixth, twenty fifth or twenty sixth, six next week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, this is the eighteenth, uh, and I'm leaving for Ohio, which is not California. <laughs> yeah, um, gonna, it's, it's, <laughs> I thought it was in California. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. I'm going to visit <laughs> some some friends of mine, uh, a friend of mine and his wife, Dave and Dave and Joyce, while I'm in Ohio. Cool. And cool. I'll, I'll go and see, you know, because I, I used to live there and I still have some good friends there. So I'll go I'll go visit with them for the weekend and then fly out of uh, the Akron Canton Airport to Detroit, where I will meet up with Tim. Tim is flying from Battle Creek, Michigan. And the two of us will be on the same plane going out to California. So so we're saying next week, uh, are we going to be doing a podcast or are we going to be doing... Uh, podcast from MacWorld? Are we gonna? How's it gonna happen? What well, do, what there do you, is what, there's what do you gonna be. We should do. There's gonna be all kinds of stuff going on <laughs> next week. Now, I, I imagine <laughs> that there will be at least three 
full podcast. I was talking to Tim about about this today. There's there'll probably be at least three My Mac podcasts while we're out there. And of course, um what what we're talking about is both Tim and myself doing my Mac podcasts and then back to back with tech fan podcasts. And, and yep. when we talk to, to the various vendors and, and other powers that be at Macworld, we'll include all those little interviews as we're, as we're doing the, you know, the, the two podcasts. Well, what, what I was also thinking, um, um possibly I'm, I'm actually aiming to try and put something out earlier in the week. So, um, I was going to perhaps see if I could uh, get our old friend, Mr. Cohen on the line and have a bit of a chat with him and his thoughts on, you know, looking at Macworld from the outside, although it'll be a little bit earlier in the week, we could, you know, say yeah. what our, our thoughts are and uh, the fact that we're not going to be there and, you know, how it impacts people outside um, the centre that is San Francisco and Macworld. <laughs> so, uh, and also I've got a bit of an interview lined up, so hopefully if I can get that done, <clears throat> I'll include that and we'll have something uh, which is a what we could probably say is close to a normal show although i'm not really sure that this show is ever normal yeah yeah well a normal <laughs> is a relative term it is it is so, uh, now uh, what's the time difference between you and david um it's about two hours thousand hours <laughs> yeah it's it's probably if you go back on old rail time i'm just <laughs> i'm just trying to think where he is in comparison to me it's probably about 10 minutes time difference <laughs> but you have to shout really really loud yes no he's he's up the motorway by a couple of hours but uh, we're in the same time uh meridian okay well that works out <laughs> uh let's see wasn't there something else we were going to talk about oh 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 um actually you know what let's let's save the the listener feedback until after we do the my mac stuff okay okay you want to jump straight into the my mac stuff do you yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. That sounds cool with me. Well, first of all, um, from last week, we finished off on a double header, which actually we started off last week, so it was a bit confusing for me <laughs> if you listened to last week. Um, but this week, I'm starting, and I'm starting at the very beginning. A very oh, good place all to right. start. Yeah, this is a good place to start. <laughs> I seem to have and, a problem with that. <laughs> and uh, the first item from last week's um, uh, items that we spoke about is. Pocket Size Podcast, and that's the Pocket Size Podcast from Scott Wilsey. Um, and he's talking about uh, the Apple TV and Netflix and Dragon Dictation. Uh, Alupad, it's about, I think it's about 20, 25 minutes long from memory, because I have listened to it. Yeah, worth I haven't a had a chance to listen to it yet. Yeah, worth a listen. Go over and, and take a shot and uh, get it in your iTunes feed. <laughs> now, this next one is something that, that, that I'm, I think looks kind of cool. I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. Uh, it's from Russ Walkowicz. It's the Zagmate with keyboard review. Now, this is, this is essentially, it's an iPad case made out of, um, like air, aircraft grade aluminum from, from what I've been reading about this thing that covers the entire back and sides of the iPad. And then there's a, a well, another part well, that covers the front well, that has a keyboard, built-in Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah, I, I read it. I don't think it actually does cover the back. I think the back is exposed, Guy. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think when I read through it, it actually fits in, but it actually the back of the iPad is exposed. But obviously the front will, will fold down uh, and securely sit on top of the keyboard. Well, yeah, okay. Well, that that kind of that's somewhat disappointing. I thought it was going to cover the entire thing when it was no, all closed I don't, up. No, I don't think it covers the back. I think I, I read through and it doesn't cover, which is something I think um, that 
uh, Russ actually said that's a bit of you know it, it was a bit of a downer on that that one. Um, <clears throat> now Russ actually he, he spoke about the the keypad and there's the the, the bezelled edge around the around you know that covers kind of puts a rim around the edge of your iPad. Yeah. At the front where the keypad is, it's obviously uh, chiselled out so that you can you know you've got a smooth flow to your, to your keyboard. The only problem. Looking at that and thinking about the way I sit and type on the key on the um, iPad itself, hanging upside down from a rope. <clears throat> yeah, which is I, I can assure you, so inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the bezeled edge it actually rises at the corners. Oh yeah, I, I see that. Feel the way my hands would sit, that would become a little bit annoying. So, You'll scratch uh, some skin off of your pinkies. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Russ gives it about an eight out of ten, doesn't he? But yeah. it's, again and again, they, they they seem to be a lot of um, developer, not developers, but accessory makers are, are throwing their um, their devices at around a hundred dollars, and this is just under a hundred dollars. But it's a Bluetooth keyboard, so go yeah. Take a look. Now, now you remember we we talked about <laughs> the uh, the other one that that's in yep. like a kind yep, of a separate one. leather case that yep. has the yep. the built in Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah, the i the i uh, wasn't the i riser. Yeah, I think was, it was made by Casemate or something. Well, I, well, so whoever, yeah. whoever it was perfect, that made perfect it. harmony. Yes, yeah, um, that would also do everything that this does, but and that but then that was also priced at about a hundred bucks. But this Correct. one, of course, is uh, made out of aluminum or aluminium. Yeah, it gives. I mean, the pros for this is it gives it a little bit of protection, and it sits with the iPad, so you can kind of carry it around, lift the iPad up. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. It does. I think it kind of locks in place. Um, well, so, sort of. There's there's a little piece that folds up, and then you you can. Yeah. It, but the 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 benefit that this has that all the other ones that I've seen doesn't have is that you can put your iPad in either uh portrait or landscape mode whereas with the other ones you can't do that it's only mm. in portrait mode yeah well uh, of course unless you get a, a separate um keyboard which yeah. sits separately on the table but anyway yeah um but i like it item, i think it looks kind of cool it does we'll look kind of cool I'm, I'm just i just think i've got a feeling that those beveled edges at uh, just at the corners would would annoy me after a yeah. while but, well you know, I, I, i'm I'd hoping be- that i'm going to be able to play with one while i'm out at macworld Yes, and if it's, tell if, me what you if, think. Yeah, if it's if it's halfway decent at all, I'll probably buy one because yeah, I'm a excellent. sucker. You're a sucker. I'm a sucker. Um, the next is uh, the Brent Haven Five in One um, for iPad. And that's a review by uh, Russ again. Um, now oh, he is just is, an iPad case reviewing he mofo. He, <laughs> yeah, he just gets he them all. He, he loves it. Um, I don't know how many iPads he's got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> About 20 or 5, I guess, by this point. So obviously this, this as the description says, is 5 in 1. Um, it provides you uh, with a case, so you get a hard shell case that protects both the front and the rear. Um, it can change into a viewing stand, so you can watch uh, or you know, read articles on or your email on, on your iPad. Um, it can obviously become a typing stand, but, you know, it basically holds it at an angle. So if you're yeah. going to be watching videos or read articles, then, you know, it's doing the same sort of thing. And it's also got a case with a handle, so you can hold the iPad in one hand, which I quite like. A lot, I see a lot of these about, so that's quite useful. Uh, and also a headrest strap, 
so you can secure the iPad to the back of a, a car seat, um, you know, which lets your kids or any passengers in the back to watch the videos while you yeah, drive and tell should, you all about it. That should take it, care of the uh, are we there yet? Yes, yes. No, watch the telly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, oh, is it my turn? Yes, it is. It, it is. Uh, it's the Mogul DJ Ear Pollution Headphones Review by John Nemo. It's about 40 to $70. And it it looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually... <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. It does. I, but iFrogs, iFrogs, this is made by iFrogs, and I've yep. seen a lot of their stuff before. And they make really good stuff. Now, one thing that this does do is it folds in half so that you can, you know, kind of clunk the whole thing together and, and you know, easily store it away. And um, it's it's got a pretty good review. I, I would, I mean, just based on the picture here of the guy wearing it, I, I would have to try it myself before I would buy yeah, something Yeah, I mean, like I must, must say, it, uh, John describes them as sleek. I'm not sure that uh, my understanding of sleek is what his understanding of sleek is. <laughs> I <laughs> guess sleek, sleek is relative. <laughs> yeah, and the, but they'd certainly attract attention. I, I quite oh, yeah. like the look of them, having said that, though. I must admit. I'm you just need, like, a little red revolving light, you know, that yeah. goes off in the back. Hello, does, I've just, got eye frogs. Yeah, John does say that you have to turn any portable devices up quite high, though, to you know to drive them. So, but you know they're a big set of headphones. It, that, that doesn't surprise me really. Yeah. Um, the next in the list of articles is well, it's another podcast, and it's the um, Tech Fan Podcast, and that's a podcast that's not talking about fans. It's yeah. Talking about <laughs> tech, um, <laughs> and it talks about an iPad theft. Yeah, um, did did you see the video that Tim yes, put up? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, now I listened to this, and he was talking, because he's got a, uh, I think he said it's either ADT or AT&T video system that records all this stuff, and he had a hell of a time getting yeah, the video getting, out getting of it. Off, yeah. And yeah. I, I actually, I work in security, and I, I was talking to him earlier today, and I told him basically the reason why it's so difficult is in order for video to be submitted, at least in the United States, to be submitted and accepted as evidence in a court of law, it has to have a timestamp. And he was telling me, he said, well, there's a little timestamp there in the box. I said, no, 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 not a, a visual timestamp, but a digital timestamp that stays with the video. So right. when, you, when you actually export the video, it puts it into this little wrapper and exports it, I think, as an EXE file. It depends on, on what kind of software that the, whatever particular company it is that that makes the, uh, the the digital video recorder but that's why he was having such a hard time of it it's, it's not drm to make it difficult for the people that have to use the system it's drm so that it can be accepted in a court of law yeah yeah so i mean go over and take a listen to the podcast and you'll hear all about that little theft that happened and the problems that um that tim had it was it's quite it was quite a good uh, listen actually i enjoyed it this week yeah and yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, sure. um, which which hopefully relates to the next article. <laughs> okay. Did you win, Guy? Uh, well, I don't think anyone has won yet. It's going to take a little bit more time. There was, there was uh, the, the App Store countdown when I, when I wrote the, this article, which was Apple has a 10 billionth app sold contest, and I'm going to win. And what I did was I, I took the number of that they had sold, you know, rounded off, and subtracted it, and I ended up with 260 million apps that had to be sold before a winner was declared. However, if you watch the counter, 
you'll see that about a thousand apps are being sold every three seconds. And I'm not going to go through the whole rigmarole of, of how I got to the answer that I did. Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you now. As okay. we talk, as we talk live today, it's at nine billion. Nine hundred and one million two hundred and ten. Sorry, make that two hundred eleven. Sorry, make that two hundred and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like it's uh, speeding up a little bit. If it's at nine point nine, uh, yeah. they might end up with a winner because I was guessing based on what I was seeing that it was going to be the twenty third of January, which I think is a Sunday. But um, I'm no, willing think, to bet that yeah, it's, it's probably going to be. Thursday at the latest, maybe even uh, tomorrow, Wednesday the 19th. I've got a feeling it's going to be tomorrow, you know. Yeah, all right, so my math sucks. Well, no, it's not a matter of your math, is it? It's a matter of the the rate of increase of people downloading them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I put in three conditions here. The first one was that I have way too much time on my hands. Yes, yes. The next one was that I'm not the only one who knows how to do math. So expect a surge of app buying starting, you know, I said Sunday the 23rd, but obviously it's already happened. And that the winner will pretty much be random, but it should be me. Anyway, you didn't win yet. No, not yet. (laughs) The next article is one by John, our friend John Nemo. And it's well, you know, you you notice he didn't have any last week. So he had to go into overdrive this week. This is quite a long read. And and actually, it's about the Shutterfly online card and book printing service. Now, when I read through this briefly, it seemed that John actually quite likes the service. He thinks, you know, uh, the quality, printing quality is excellent. Images are bright and colorful colorful on Shutterfly's book pages, uh, as much as they appear on his Max display. Um, And I think he he actually um, does a... A group. He has a group which he goes and attends. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's an Arizona-based, or Tucson, Arizona-based Mac users group. Yeah, and to that Mac user group, obviously, it probably did a presentation about how to to use this particular Actually, hold on, hold on just a second. Let me find it. All right, we're Excellent. not actually going anywhere, but that Excellent. was... Yeah. You can't use that again tonight now. No, I can't. Um, and um, I think John quite likes the service, but he had a few people in the user group that um, that weren't quite as in, in, <laughs> enamoured with it as he was. Um, now, the I think this article is going to be slightly ongoing, because he doesn't give it a score uh, when I was reading through. No, so, there was uh, somebody else that had already done a review on it. Um, he says it. Well, are you sure? Because I thought that was the next item, which is the Moo, um, Moo Online card printing service. Oh, yes. Yes, it was. You're getting mixed up, aren't I you, am. Guy? I'm so confused. <laughs> but anyway, it's worth a read to, to go through it, because I've looked at one or two online services over here in the UK, and, you know, you've, you've kind of got to work out convenience over using iPhoto, um, because I think that's what he was doing a bit of a comparison with. And I've used iPhoto for printing cards and, and books in the past. And, yes. You know, they've been pretty Sorry. good, but it, it, it's all about price and convenience, really. But uh, take a read. Um, John's, you know, not forwarding, coming backwards with uh, his review and what uh, some of his friends have said about it. And the uh, the last article we have for the evening is the one that I thought I was referencing during the last article. But uh, fortunately, this one also is from John Nemo. So so I'm going to blame John for my confusion, even though it was obviously my own fault. 
you nitwit. Yeah, oh, no. no doubt. <laughs> oh, no. Now, this is for the... Ooh, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. It's Suze, not Suzy. Suze, you nitwit Brit. There we go. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to, uh, when I see her, I'm going to say, Suze, would you like to go to the cafe? Well, some people do say cafe. I, I don't. know they do. I know they do, but you wouldn't say, Oi, where's the nearest cafe, cafe mate? <laughs> I need some coffee. Uh, thanks, Susie. Okay, let's see, I was, what, what the hell was, <laughs> was I, oh, the Moo Online to... Card Printing Service Part 2, the Nemo Memo. It's going downhill. Oh, just downhill. at a rapid, <laughs> rapid rate and picking up speed. Uh, now, Mark Rudd had already done a review it's of like the Moo. Yeah, oh, a snowball, and there is no hell in sight. Anyway, sorry, I'll let you finish. <laughs> and, and this is a company that's actually based in England, but they do deliver to to a bunch of different places, and they have a uh, live help available in a, in a variety of languages. Which which is you know that's that's something if you want to be an international company, that's something that you really have to do. Um, I'm not really sure what I can say about well, they this. Do English and American. Yeah, yeah. Why why don't everybody speak American? Not American, American. <laughs> Anyway, so I've interrupted you again. No, no, that's fine, because I'm just going out of my mind. Um, Moo does business cards and greeting cards, sticker books, and uh, they they also do a uh, – you can get a mosaic frame that will fit up to 20 of these of the mini cards in a display. Now, I know last year, and I still have a bunch of them. I'm going to take them out there to Macworld this year. Last year, Tim got Moo business cards for all the the people that were at Mac Macworld from mymac.com and um they're very nice cards you know heavy heavy uh card stock very well put together and if you're looking for business cards this you know this is not a bad service to try out cool i mean actually um on those cards i think um Mark did a review, and they got an eight out of ten. I think his was review was um, December sometime actually. Yeah, yeah, sure was. Yeah. Cool. Now we have some feedback this week. Um, first one is from Scott talking about our our uh, nuke and pave from two shows ago. I think I haven't listened to this all the way through. Uh, you ready to hear it? Yes, I've listened to it. But yes, you go go for it. Okay, let's go. Hey, Guy and Gaz, Scott here with a comment about uh, my Mac episode 337 or 377 or 3000. Close enough. The <laughs> Nuke and Pave show. My guess, I guess I have to call it a guess, but uh, my guess would be, this is in regarding to fragmentation and restoring files, if you have a time machine backup and you're restoring files from that, or you're using the migration utility, migration assistant. Since it's not copying the files back to where they were originally on the hard drive, necessarily, it's copying them into some new location, my bet would be that there would be no fragmentation. Even though they're fragmented on the original drive, I don't think from a time machine drive they would be, and probably not if you migrate them either, directly from another computer. My guess is it has to grab the portion, different portions of the file from different locations on the original computer, but it's going to put it in a contiguous block or whatever on the computer that it's migrating to. Obviously, though, if you do a clone 
of a hard drive, like using copy, carbon copy cloner or super duper, then, and then you restore that drive from that clone, you're going to get what you had, which is a drive with fragmented files. Uh, you know, maybe somebody that knows for absolute sure can chime in, but I'd be absolutely amazed if you would wind up with the same fragmentation that you had before from files using either a time machine backup method or migration assistant or anything like that. I'd, I'd be surprised. Anyway, great show. Sometimes nuking and paving is nice. Right now I'm having a problem with my Mac where occasionally when it comes out of sleep the finder is wonky and it won't show any of my apps uh, in the dock that are running. And when I do command tab it only shows the finder and all the other apps don't appear so I have to reboot. So who knows? I may nuke and pave too. Anyway, great show. Bye. Okay. So that was Scott. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Scott. That was Scott. And I think uh, I think I agree with most most of what he said there, actually. So yep. uh, yeah, thanks, Scott. I know it's all right. I've got our own back on Scott because I sent him some feedback for his show. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show. Um, and now, and talk about li- living on the edge. How about living on the very edge? The bleeding edge sure, of technology. I'm not. I'm not sure this listener is going to believe it when he hears this. Okay. Um, I've just got a Twitter uh, feedback. How about that? From oh, Jolly wow. Jape, from Jolly Jape or Jolly Jap, he said, "Gaz, you're the first follower I'm not deeply suspicious of." <laughs> he hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't, <isn't> he? <laughs> well, I, I think I know. I think I know you better than he does, and I'm yeah, yeah. deeply, deeply suspicious. <laughs> well, he says, "I love the MyMac.com podcast. Don't change it; would ruin the chemistry." Hey, cheers, Jolly Jap. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Appreciate that, man. Uh, we also have we have two uh, calls, uh, Skype calls in from Tim. So I'm I'm just we're running late. I I just need to get to these. Here's the first one. Go for it. Hey guys, it's Tim. You're gonna to get to hear me order McDonald's here in a second, by the way. Cause oh I'm good. But I'm listening to the latest latest show. It's not over yet. Almost. And you guys are talking about Apple doesn't want to do an iPhone that's um, tri-band. Well, that's not really true. Apple really doesn't care if the iPhone is GSM and CDMA. They don't care. Who does care is the carriers. Let's say you're on Verizon. You've been there. You just made the switch from AT&T. You've been there for maybe three months. You got the brand new iPhone 4 or 5. It doesn't matter. And it's on the CDMA network. And you decide, you know what? Verizon blows. I don't want to use Verizon. So you switch. Now, you're going to have the early termination fee. Yeah. Because you had to buy your phone from them. But here's the thing. You go back to AT&T, and guess what? You can use the same phone, and you don't have to buy one from AT&T. You just saved at least 200 bucks. That's why the carriers don't want phones to work on both their networks, especially the cheap phones. Big deal. The iPhone, big problem. Yeah, I with all the money sure they have to put into Verizon it. Verizon or AT&T, but most likely both, went to Apple and said, hey, look, <laughs> Here's the here's the scenario, and this is what we don't want to see happen. Okay, gotta go. I'm at McDonald's drive through and I gotta order some happy meals. So, um, <laughs> so listen. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> see you guys. Oh, now if that wasn't. <laughs> I tell you, we're on the edge tonight. This, this, this is this is recording that you've never heard. Before. No, no, and and, there, and there's one more. Hold on, here it is. Okay. Hey guys, Tim again. Still in line at McDonald's. Wow, it's really weird. I, I had to order two happy meals and a 
shake, and it came to exactly $13. See, we're getting Chinese food, and the little kids won't eat Chinese food, so they'll be happy with chicken nuggets. <laughs> Anyways, back to the show. You also mentioned why a iPhone 4 case that you bought for your AT&T phone may not work on your Verizon iPhone. And it's pretty simple. Apple did, in fact, change the iPhone 4 on the Verizon network. They repositioned the antenna. You know that little black break in the metal band around the iPhone 4? It's in a different spot on the Verizon version. Now, this is obviously um, in response to how you hold your iPhone 4 and why you were losing connection and the bars were dropping and all that crap that Apple went through this past summer when they first launched the iPhone. So obviously, Apple re-engineered the antenna, not because it's a CDMA network, but because it's all but admitting there's a problem with the original iPhone design, at least as far as the antenna. So they repositioned it according to how most people hold their phones. It's still kind of a piss poor design, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. how you hold your phone shouldn't drop your bars, but it <laughs> does. So, hate when that happens. Obviously, something there. And since Apple changed the design, it pretty much confirms that. So, that's why Apple and Verizon put that warning out that an iPhone 4 case you bought with or for an AT&T iPhone 4 may not work with a Verizon. CDMA iPhone 4. My head hurts from all those acronyms. <sighs> <laughs> now, I'm, yeah. I'm going to jump in here because sure. I've heard I'm, I'm not as big a, an Apple expert as Tim is, but I'm, I did hear that the positioning of the on-off or the toggle uh, volume switch on the left-hand side is in a slightly different position, and that's also why the case for the current iPhone 4 won't fit the, uh, the Verizon, Verizon iPhone, iPhone 4s, 4. Yeah. And also, I did hear, he said that it's not down to the antenna, but I thought I did pick up somewhere that actually Verizon or the CDMA requires you to have two antennas rather than just a single antenna. So they could be part of that design also incorporated in it, again, why it won't fit. So, you know, I'm not... But just you think one for, one for data and, and one know. for voice? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the situation, what the scenario... It, no, it wouldn't be that, because they're actually saying that you can't have data and voice at the same time, aren't they? They're saying yeah. if you're, you know... So I don't think it's that. It's just the makeup. I'm not an expert in it. I did hear that somewhere. I don't know how accurate it is. So, but anyway, it won't fit. We know that for certain. Yeah. We know that for certain. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going back to Tim's first comment. <laughs> what, mm, the Happy Meals? Yeah, the Happy Meals. Um, don't uh, get don't the chicken, get Tim. Don't get the chicken. And <laughs> No, no I, I, I think Apple would like to be able to create one phone because they're not going to want to be creating their production issues or create production yeah. issues by having to do two phones. So I think we'll see a combined phone sometime in the future. Well, um, I, I think I think because but, right uh, now Ver not yet. <laughs> Verizon is moving to LTE. I don't know what AT&T's plans are for whatever it is they're going to have after GSM. No. Um, but really, this is something that Europe has done. Europe basically standardized on GSM. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's worked out well for everyone. You know, it allows you, I think, to share towers and, and you well, know. It, it, well, they, they never share towers, I can assure you that. But it certainly makes it easier for me to go into an Apple store, buy a phone, and put any SIM, anybody's SIM in there, as long as they do a micro SIM. Right. Because honestly, I don't, uh, Apple 
doesn't care. They don't care what carrier you use the phone on. But, you know, like Tim said, the carriers obviously do you know? Do, do you know, I think they did. Do you know, I think they did to start off with, um, because I think that's why they picked their carriers very uh, closely. And they wanted to partner with someone who could make sure that the user experience was as good as it needed to be to push the iPhone as quick as it's actually done. But now I think, you know, the scenario has changed out there. Carriers now realize, you know, not just because of the iPhone, but because of all the other devices that are out there, that their network has got, got to be up to speed. It has got to deliver data, you know, rates. In a timely fashion, yeah. In a timely fashion. And now I don't, it matters a lot less, certainly in Europe and definitely in the UK, you know, a lot less as to you who you're with. Yes, there are still black spots, you know, but you're going to get that with any carrier uh, around the world. But I think that, you know, now um, when it comes to streaming data, the companies are a lot better at it. So I don't think they mind as much now, but I think they did. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, we we anyway, definitely run. Yeah, we, we're we, running. We're running long. We are over thirty minutes so far on this break. So everyone, stand by. Stand by, and we'll be right back. Yes, yes, we will. When I was a young boy, I was working for the state. I wasn't making much money. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I'm standing by to stand by. Am I, am I supposed to do something while I'm standing by? Then See, the noise you just heard just got mail on my iPhone. That's because I'm a huge tech fan. I'm a fan of technology, and as such, got a new podcast called, coincidentally enough, Tech Fan. My name is Tim Robertson. I'm the host of the show. We've got David Cohen, another ex-MyMac.com podcast host. So it's just a continuation of what you're hearing here on MyMac. We broaden the scope just a little bit, including not just Apple and the Macintosh and the iOS devices, but, you know, Google, Microsoft, Nokia. If it has to do with technology, we're talking about it. So I hope you give us a chance. It's TechFan. You can find a listing to it at MyMac.com. It's in iTunes, free of charge, not going to cost you a dime, unless you want to send us some money, in which case, uh, make it out to cash, and uh, just email me and I'll get you that info. Hey, it's TechFan, MyMac.com. Peace out. Yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? Uh, I'm never doing that again. Nope, mail. Hi, this is Tom Schmidt from First Tech Computer in Minneapolis and occasionally from MyMac.com, and you're listening to the MyMac.com podcast. Now, if they could just record it sometime when I'm not driving home. Oh, well. You bet your life it is. You bet your life it is. 
And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Um, that, you know, Gaz, that first section ran, or the first, yeah, first section ran so long. That, Talk more now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I keep thinking, well, okay, well, we're not going to take very long on this topic, and this topic won't take very long. It'll be a short show tonight, and it just doesn't happen. Just get on with it, will you? Okay. Uh, we're going to start off. We have got, now, last week we talked about uh, that we had some some stuff that we were going to give away, and mm-hmm. we have some details on it this week. Uh, if you guys remember a couple shows back, we were talking about uh, bundles for the Mac, and um, there's a new one coming up, and we have received, uh, we will receive uh, three... I don't know if you call them licenses or what would you call that? You know, we have three of these bundles to give away. Yeah. And it's from, uh, it's the Mac bundle two and it's, they're calling it do work. It goes live January 20th and it says it's only from the 20th to the 23rd. Yes. And, and that's an app sumo, a P P S U M O dot com. And there are, let me see here. Three, no, four. There are four applications in this bundle. It's only $15. Uh, the first one is called Task Paper, which is a uh, simple, to-do li- simple to-do list with some kind of cool extra features. Yeah, I believe I have that, actually. I think I might have got it in a, a, another bundle some time ago. Yeah. And the next one is it kind of... You know, actually, these next two are kind of hard to describe. One is called Vitamin R which is supposed to keep you focused on one task. And as I was reading through this, I actually had to put some of the notes from, from the, uh, from the, uh, from AppSumo in so I could kind of explain what it does. Uh, it, it analyzes your performance. It extends your working memory, plugs into your life. You have increased productivity through improved task focus and an emphasis on getting started and increased awareness of your personal working rhythms, man. <laughs> Do the next bit. Do the next bit. <laughs> the next the next app is called Arrange. Now Arrange is now this one is it says it's the best solution to control position and size of application windows. All I'm gonna say is you could have just said, well, these are a couple of GTD apps. Yeah, yeah. Now, but the last one. But I I thought I'd let you finish. Oh, oh, thanks, man. Uh, (laughs) The last one is kind of cool. Now, now you've probably all heard of Carbonite, which is like an online storage solution. Well, here's a new one, or at least one I hadn't heard before, called Backblaze. Yeah, I have heard of them. I I know there's a few people that uh, that have used them, so uh, they're, they're reputable. Okay, good. Now... They're not giving you backblaze. You know, typically with a Mac bundle, you get all these apps for a particular price, and you know, you yep. you download your license and blah 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 blah. Because this is a little bit different. This is an online storage solution. What they're doing is giving you twenty percent off of your initial contact with this company. So yes, yeah, so it's one time. It's yeah, one time. One first, time first, only. The first contact. Yeah. So if you only get it for a month, you only save a buck. If you get it for a year, which is $50, a little bit cheaper than Carbonite, you save $10. And if you get it for two years, and this is, this is where, you know, you're spending $15 for this bundle, 20% off for a two, two years from Backblaze gets you almost 20 bucks off. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I have heard of uh, Backblaze and I've heard some, you know, 
varying reports that they're okay, they're a reputable company, and, you know, it's like all online services. Um, so it's worth taking a look, actually. It's worth definitely worth taking a look. And 20% off your first buy, and you could buy, it. you know, it's down there that you could buy a full two-year period. So you you get 20 bucks off that. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and, this, is, and, and this is per computer. We should mention yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't take, you know, 14 different computers and all back them up to one account. I don't think they're going to let you do that. Uh, but it's still it's still a pretty good deal. So we have three of these to give away. Uh, we don't really have, you know, any particular, you know, you got to jump through hoops and, you know. No, I think it's a quick email, isn't it, really? Send email in and we'll, you know, throw it in the bag and, uh, and um, pull out three random winners. Yeah, yeah. Just send an email to feedback at mymac.com. In the subject line, put in Mac Bundle 2 so that we know that this is for the contest. And we will pull three winners out of the bag, and all three people will get this same bundle for free. For free. Free for free. No charge. No charge. Now, the next story, um, I imagine by the time everyone downloads this podcast, you'll already know about this. Steve Jobs... Is, is taking another medical leave of absence. And they're not really saying exactly why you know, or how serious it is. There were some reports that he was looking a little more emancipated recently. Um, you know, the only thing I could think of is, is probably, I mean, it's almost definitely related to the, the health problems that he had before when he had pancreatic cancer. Yeah, I'm hearing it. It's probably related to possible rejection of the liver, but um, obviously that's pure speculation on my part. Yeah, yeah, and I imagine there'll be, uh, you know, there'll be there'll be more information forthcoming yeah, as yeah. time goes on. Tim Cook, who is the COO, Chief Operating Officer, is taking over for Steve. Though Steve will still have day to day input. Um, you know, it, it's kind of hard to say how he's going to you know well, we is just he actually going guy, don't we really yeah we just you know we just wish the guy well and uh you know hope he uh, gets through it and uh, uh you know best wishes really yeah and this was announced on monday which was a holiday here in the united states martin luther king day and i can imagine they probably waited until that day to announce it to keep the inevitable you know stock bounce that you yeah. get for yeah. something like this because so many, so many people, especially, and, you know, and, and we're really talking about people who are, you know, when you're, when you're playing the stock market, so, so many people are prone to panicking when, when there's a, a major change in one of the stocks that they have. And the problem is, and that, I, I always find that absolutely incredible when you think about how much money they're actually in control of. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, why not, why not just, you know, hold off, don't panic, don't, you know, rush and sell your stock. You know, Tim, Tim Cook and, and the rest of the, the, the upper management at Apple, these are all people that have been handpicked by Steve Jobs. And if you think back to, what was it, two years ago when he took his first leave of absence, they basically ran the, yeah, they ran the company for well over six months. 
nothing changed. They were still putting out great products. And when you're talking about a company like Apple or really any big tech company, they have their products planned out one to two years in advance. It's not like yeah, somebody think, just I, wakes up one day and says, I no, think no, I'll make right. an iDevice. Right. I, I think it's it's the longer term that obviously people will be a little bit more concerned with, with you know, I, I touch wood, hope God nothing happens. But, you know, eventually something's going to happen to somebody of importance in a high-ranking company. Sure. So, you know, it's going to happen at some point. But, you know, th- th- I think it's more the ethos of the company that, you know, they've got to look at and the profit that's being made. And I think with the, the quarterly uh, results are actually being announced um, as we've been doing the podcast. So we'll, we'll perhaps do a little bit of that in the last segment. But, uh, yeah, I think we just leave it there, really, Guy, and say best wishes to Yeah, best, best uh, wishes, Steve. best wishes to Steve Jobs and his family. And we hope that he bounces back from this as quickly as he did the, the first time. And, you know, and we're not going to... And we're and we're not going to report on um, speculation on what it could be and whether it's this or whether it's that. You know, I mean, he's asked for privacy um, for himself and his family, and at a time when you know, I'm I'm sure this is relatively serious. That at a time like this, you know, he really should be given some space and allowed to heal as okay. best he can. And I think Excellent. we'll just we'll just leave it at that. So super. Yep, everyone, please stand by. We have we have one more we have one more segment for tonight, Gaz. Yes, we do. Everyone, please stand by. I was by. going to bed. I was going to bed. No, you can't. You can't go to bed. <laughs> Stay up. I swear, I will reach down this microphone and shake you till you're up again. Everyone, stand by to stand by. Damn it, anyway, and we'll be right back. Fly me to the moon. Let me know what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Hey, my Mac listeners. Sam Levin here from App Minute, the ultimate, ultimate source for app news and information. Cool things about all your iPad, iPhone, iPod Touch, Android, anything that connects to those devices... We're all over it. And in less than two minutes, you can get your fix from atminute.com. Check it out today. It's a free podcast. You can listen live under your browser or via iTunes. Check it out today at atminute.com. If you're a fan of Apple's iOS devices, such as the iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and even the Apple TV, please listen to my new podcast called The Pocket Size Podcast. It's available on MyMac.com and, well, even iTunes if you search really, really hard. Anyway, it stars myself, Scott, and my co-host, Peter. And don't forget about me, your loyal and faithful Macintosh computer. You were going to mention me, weren't you? Uh, sure. Pocket Size Podcast is a MyMac.com podcast. Find it at MyMac.com. Thank you for listening. We won't forget you, the little people. You do know that if I could record and edit this entire podcast on my iPhone, I would do it, right? Ouch. That hurts. I'm going into sleep mode now. 
making our right turns three lefts at a time. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the to the last. Oh, we are just. Oh my God! Uh, this we have is so a, much fun. We have so much fun in those breaks. Don't yeah, we? yeah. Well, uh, and the thing is, Gaz records and them. And the funny thing is, that was quite a short break. Yeah. Well, I, because well, the way I used to do it was Gaz would you know literally stand by to stand by while I'm putting in music and doing the commercials and and putting in our little bumpers and all the rest of that. And finally, <laughs> you know, it was when we we talked to Allison a couple of weeks ago. I realized, you know. Why am I doing it this? Why am I causing so much pain and confusion for everybody you else realize, that's on just, the show? You realize just how patient I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. That I'll do I'll do the major editing when uh, when after we get done recording. So it's it's not you know Gas sitting around twiddling his thumbs while he's he's waiting for me and hearing me curse <laughs> GarageBand and iTunes and any other program that I might have open on my Mac at at any particular time. Um, but we're we're gonna make this relatively <laughs> relatively quick. Uh, I think we. He we, says after five minutes of preamble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> rambling rambling is what I do, Padawan. Yeah, you're just a rambling rose, aren't I you, am, guy? That's I am. I am. I am rambling rose. So, so we Settle down. Shut up, will you? Okay. Will you shut up? All right, I will. <laughs> so we mentioned in the last uh, in the last segment that uh, Apple were reporting their quarterly results, which they have now done. They will actually put it out in a podcast. So if you're really interested in that sort of thing, you can download. Or if it you're an insomniac. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, there we got the highlights. Got, yeah, just, uh, just well, actually, it. actually, Gaz has the highlights. I oh, have, yeah. I have purposely yeah, not so, looked at so them. So, guy, what was their yeah. first highlight? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, basically, I don't in know. The last- in the last quarter, they posted yet again another record revenue of twenty six point seven, uh, or twenty six point and a three quarter billion. No, that's uh, that's revenue. That's not profit. They're correct. Uh, okay. Rec- uh, with a record net quarterly profit of six billion, um, they go on to <sighs> talk about diluted shares and all the rest of it. But I'm yeah. not going to go there. Um, those results compared to fifteen point six eight billion, a net quarterly profit of three point eight. Three billion. Now wait, so that's uh, that's like that's like what uh, one third higher revenue and almost fifty yeah. percent higher profit from yeah, the previous the from, quarter, from the in, same in quarter the same last quarter year. year. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. You know what's uh, funny? I was on I was on um, I was on Dig earlier, and there you know there's so many of these these Apple hating jackasses that are on there that sometimes I wonder why I keep going back, but that's probably why, just because it stirs me up. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> One of them was talking about, I am, I am, I just hurt me, hurt me hard. I think one of them was saying that he says, Oh, that, you know, Apple's, Apple's market share keeps going down. It's like, you know, there's a difference between market share and sales. And if you don't understand the difference, you really shouldn't be commenting on it. When Apple's market share was rising, it was when there was a general slump in the PC market in general because of the economy. So people weren't buying as many Windows-type PCs as far as businesses, which is their main bread and butter. But people are always buying whatever kind of Mac it is that they they need at a particular time. And then as the economy got better, of course, businesses started buying more Windows computers. But if if you look at Apple's results... From quarter to quarter to quarter, either on 
you know, the, the quarter before or the year before, their sales of Macs have gone up for they, each and they keep going. quarter and the, for like five or six years. Yeah, that's right. Now, the, you said that it's important about sales. There's there's something else which is even more important, which is the gross margin and the net margin that they make. And they said the gross margin was 38.5%. Wow. Now, that's actually slightly down on the previous year, um, you know, quarter previously. Um, but 38% for a tech company on this sort of, it's just phenomenal, I can assure you. And one thing that they did say is that their international sales accounted for 62% of the quarter's revenue. Now, that's good because, you know, it means that they're getting ever more increased visibility across the rest of the world. So, yeah. you know, they just they're just going from strength to strength. Um, they're talking about uh, the, they've got a profit surge of seventy seven percent on record sales of four point one million Max. Wow! They've sold sixteen point two million iPhones. I mean, it 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 just goes on and on and on. I think they've had a rather good quarter. Yeah, which I mean, it leaves them. They, they said that they've generated well. <laughs> I'll give you the figure at the end, but basically they generated enough cash flow to buy 38,000 Italian white Alba truffles, <laughs> which equates to about 125,000 pounds of the stuff. <laughs> so so that, that's the going rate for, for 100, 135,000 pounds of truffles is about $60 yes, they, billion. They, dollars. They, they, yeah, they generated another nine point eight billion, which gives them about sixty billion, I think, roughly in the bank. It's, I mean, <laughs> they can't go wrong. Well, can they? I, you know, some people, some people like to use the gold standard. Some people like to use the dollar or the euro. I think we should go to the truffle standard. <laughs> I think we should use that. In the, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh my, my, my! Um, so, was now, it? Was there anything else from the report? Oh, there's lots of stuff in there. You know, they 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 go on and have lots of um, chats. Now, the 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 um, tech press, obviously, asking lots of questions. But yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much the top of it. I mean, I think they're pretty pretty impressed with the fact that they sold seven point three million iPads during the quarter, and they're moving that into a total of sixty countries over the next few months as well. They've they've got another fifteen countries coming on in January for the okay. IPads, so, so so basically, they've sold more Macs than they ever have before. Yeah, twenty three percent increase. Yeah. yeah, they've they've sold a, a buttload of iPads and iPhones. You yeah. know, with the new Verizon iPhone coming in, they're going to sell a, a, another. You know, God knows there, how many million. There Basically, is a Apple is point. on a roll. The, <gasps> what? There, there is a depressing point. They sold only nineteen point four five million iPods, which is actually a seven percent decline. You oh my decline. God! From only own. So, yeah. in other words, they sold more iPods than you know in one quarter than yeah. any other company has managed to sell MP3 players during their entire life. <laughs> And it was a seven percent decline. Is that is that basically what you're telling me? <laughs> oh, okay. So we're going to end that on a high note. Yeah, yes. I mean, Apple Apple is is on a roll. They're doing great. Um, they've got a great team in place with Jonathan Ives and Tim Cook and, and everybody else that that's working there in upper management. They are they are on a roll. And if you you know, basically, all you people that own Apple stock, if you panic and sell your stock, what you're basically doing 
is letting people that are smarter than you pick it up at a good price. Yeah, because I, I have heard actually that the stock has now picked back, back up to pretty much where it was. So what will happen now is it will just continue to rise and yeah. Yeah, See, I'm stuff. thinking it was at three thirty-five or something like that. Three hundred thirty-five dollars. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah something I, I, mean, like I, haven't, some... I haven't looked at it, but I, but I, I think I've heard that it's gone back up to pretty much where it was. So yeah, some, good stuff. some ridiculous amount. Now, so yeah, do, do, do you have an app recommendation? I this, do uh, have an this, app recommendation for this, for this elongated podcast. <laughs> well, it wasn't supposed to be elongated. Actually, it's going to end up it's a little bit shorter. It's we're, not we're too gonna, bad. We'll be under an hour by the time I get done editing. Yay! Uh, assume, assuming <laughs> that I don't screw it up and lose all the files, but the, the night is young. Uh, my app recommendation. Now we were talking about the Mac App Store last week. Uh, I picked up. Now this was originally an iOS app, though the company that makes it, which is Magic Software, uh, their their first version of this program ran on the Mac. It's a game called Chopper 2. Right now on sale, I don't know if it'll still be on sale by the time you hear this, 99 cents for Chopper 2 at the Mac App Store. And you can use your iPhone, and I assume probably your iPad as well, as a separate controller for the game through Bluetooth. Is that cool or what? That is very cool. I think that's just absolutely cool. It's the um, bee's knees. It's the bee's knees. It's the, I, tell you, I tell you what, guy. It's yeah. the bloody bee's knees. <laughs> um, c- can I just say one thing about the App Store? Sure. One thing I noticed actually today, and I, I tweeted it, to be honest with you, and I got quite a lot of responses, and I think a lot of most of the responses were agreeing with me. I think the App Store... Like your iTunes store should have a wish list. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's not got one, and that no. surprised me because there's a few apps that I've been looking at and thinking, well, oh, I'll perhaps get that, but I don't want to get it yet because I want to, you know, look into it, make sure it's the one I want, and you know, and I can't put it into a wish list. So there you go, there you go, Apple. Listen to my Mac. We have very good advice for you. <laughs> and we um, have twenty-five to 30,000 <laughs> listeners who will descend <laughs> upon you like angry wasps. Or maybe not. God, you do you have, it do you have, do, Yeah, I did. Do you have an app or two? I do. I've, I've got two apps, actually. Oh, um, you, you're so cheeky. I'm just so cheeky. Oh, <laughs> um, the first one is a, um, an application for your Mac called Handbrake. And Handbrake oh, love basically... Handbrake. Yeah, yeah. I've been, the reason I've mentioned it is because <clears throat> I've been <clears throat> using it <clears throat> quite a lot <clears throat> recently. Um, you use it with all, with all those home movies that you take, right? I, I use it. Actually, no, I'm going to tell you what I use it for. I don't care. Come and get me. <laughs> yeah, find um, me. Oh, but, wait. We're easy I, I, to find. I've got, a, I've got an Apple TV and a Mac uh, Mini, which I use as a combo media center. Um, and more about that next week, actually. And I've basically got all of my DVDs in the drawer. But when we got the the girls love watching films through the Apple TV, they can scroll through and they can pick them. So I've been using Handbrake to, you know, put a digital copy so I don't ruin that copy of the DVD, which I have got and I have bought and I own. Um, Damn it, anyway. I use a damn it anyway, and I use Handbrake to rip it, plus all those home movies I've got. You combine Handbrake with uh, Meta X. Um, and you can then obviously put all of that um, lovely metadata uh, onto the item that you've ripped, and you'll see all of that lovely metadata 
goodness when you watch the program on your Apple TV. Now, it where does where does MetaX get the information? It uses, I think it's the IMDb uh, website. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, that's a good it site. It uses that, but it's a combination. There's, oh, I can't remember what the other website is that it uses. There's well, there's for, for music, it's, uh, I think, CDDB. Yeah, could, yes, yeah, could well be. But it, it grabs, it grabs, it goes into the interwebs. It grabs the metadata for the particular film that you're um, looking at, um, and it brings it back and puts all that metadata onto the film, so that when you look at it in uh, whatever um, server that you're using, whether it be a, an Apple <laughs> TV or anything else, um, and it brings up all the actors, uh, the film um, imagery as well, um, directors, comments about the film, age breaks, all that sort of stuff. And well, that it, is know, cool. How much is that? They are both free. Free? Oh, a Meta X is free as well. That's a yeah. It's freeware. So I think it's it. Uh, I think like I've donationware or something it. like yeah, that. It's okay, a, it's free. Yeah, it's freeware. That one. Very very uh, good. They are good. And all I had was a silly game. I feel bad no, now. No, no. <laughs> you you use both of those. You know what they're like. I thought it was a well. Good I, actually, I had I had never used MetaX. I've, I've oh, you've I, not used Meta. No, there I haven't. One, there is one in the um, iStore, which a few people, I, the Mac App Store, which a few people are talking about at the moment. That's uh, it costs fourteen dollars ninety nine. It's called iFlix, which I've been having a look, and I'm on the verge of buying, but it doesn't quite do a few things that MetaX does for me. But the workflow is better. So you know, oh really? Okay. You pay, you, you pay your money, you take your choice. Yeah, no there, doubt. There you go. You see, now I've advised three apps. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just putting them right out there. You're not. You have to save something for next week. Do you know I don't care? <laughs> Damn them! Now, as we were saying at the beginning of the show, um, we're not quite sure how things are going to work next week because um, on the the Tuesday I'm that we. Sure. I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> on, on the Tuesday when we when Gaz and I typically record the show, uh, I'll, both Tim and I will still be traveling to San Francisco. Now, uh, Gaz, I think, is going to get together with David Cohen, who is who's going to try. Yep, just down the street a bit, and mm-hmm. uh, do do a, a mymac.com podcast, or maybe I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Even Tim was was sure. He said it was either going to be my Mac or a tech fan podcast, and we'll see how that goes. And of course. Uh, our plan while at Macworld for Tim and myself, and, and uh, I think Owen Rubin will be there, and Mark Rudd, and hopefully a few other people from MyMac.com, is to do at least one podcast every single day of the expo, and to as we're we're speaking about the things that we're seeing, that we'll throw in some of the interviews that we'll do with some of the vendors and developers that are there as well. Cool. Yep, so that'll be a lot of fun, and we're really looking forward to it. This will be my fifth year in okay, a row for Mac. Okay, Macro. okay, I don't want to know. And next year will be my sixth year in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bragging now. Wait, 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 wait. So, Gaz, if people wanted to contact you, how the hell would they do it? They can contact me at gaz at mymac.com or twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. And I can be reached at guy at mymac.com and twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> and of course, you can reach us through feedback at mymac.com. Gaz, that's or, feedback. That's, that's, that's at feedback. Mymac.com. That's fe- feedback. That fe- fe- 
feedback. That's feedback. Feed and back together. At, all in one word. At, at com. Yeah, and that's also the email that you should send in if you want to <laughs> the get competition. the competition for the AppSumo um, Mac Bundle 2. And uh, we also have... No, AppSumo, you won't get two great big Japanese wrestlers come around to your door. Yeah, well, that would be a good thing. Because those guys are big. Yeah, (laughs) and they throw rice around. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. You know, they got these big, long sticks. I I have no idea. When I was in Tokyo... I believe they throw that onto the floor as good luck. I think it's good luck for the the upcoming fight they're going to have. I believe. (sighs) I don't know. But these guys are huge. You know, and, and when I, I actually watched it, it's huge. Of course, it's huge in Japan. And these guys are there. They're wearing almost nothing, which is disturbing all in itself. And they've got these, these like big long sticks that hang down. I have no idea what, what the significance of, of the sticks. And they'll, they'll get down in position like they're going to slam into each other. Guy, guy. Yeah, I was going to leave it there and get onto the Skype number. But no, you've got to do a full description all about sumo wrestling. (laughs) Oh, well, I don't have to. Sumo wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) That would be uh, Twiswa. (laughs) This week in sumo wrestling. Twister. And, of course, we have a Skype number where you can call and complain that, that Gaz didn't let me finish talking about sumo wrestling. And that number please is... Please do that. Please do that. Please next podcast, for God. <laughs> about sumo wrestling, then please ring in and tell us. It's 703-436-9501. Did you say 703-436-9501? I might have done. <laughs> and that is the... The number to call to complain about lack of sumo wrestling descriptions in this podcast. And I, I think I think that's it, guys. I, I think we've got to finish it there. We, yeah, I think we really just need to add. Also, please, if you have a moment, go into iTunes and yes, leave please, a comment. Yes, please. Please, and please, please, please. I want to say thank you to the GarageBand gods for not crashing tonight. Thank you, thank you, Garage Band Gods. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Garage Band Gods. Mind you, you made up for it. Yeah, I did. I did. I screwed <laughs> up. <laughs> well, I figured, you know, if 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 Garage Band isn't going to screw up, then I have to. You know, somebody <laughs> has to make a mistake. So, good, Eddie, night. <laughs> good night, everybody. We'll see you at MacWorld. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com. Or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. There once was a woman named Tony who ate lots of steamed macaroni. She got quite fat, but she didn't mind that because she bounced when she fell off her pony.